Good evening, Atlanta. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Atlanta's evening news on WSB. The phone number, if you want to call in, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Before we get into national news, we need to talk about ethylene oxide. A pretty big deal um, happening in the Cobb County area and also out in Covington. Um, now, what is ethylene oxide? Ethylene oxide is a gas. It is a gas used to sterilize medical equipment. Ethylene oxide can uh, essentially penetrate sealed plastic bags. You know, for example, you go to the doctor's office and the doctor needs to swab your mouth or the doctor needs to uh, get a syringe that has a needle and they're in sealed plastic bags, and they got to tear them open, kind of like a Band-Aid package. Well, the, the ethylene oxide can get into those sealed packages, and it sterilizes everything. So it's used in medical sterilization services, and there is a company that does medical sterilization in Cobb County, and there is also one in the Covington area. And they've been using ethylene oxide, and we got some problems as a result of that um so sterigenics is in cobb county uh bd bard is in covington let me give you the backstory here a lot of people are panicking over this i don't necessarily know that there needs to be the level of panic there has been and i want to explain why ethylene oxide in 2016 the environmental protection agency reclassified as a cancer causing In 2018, the EPA set about looking for uh, census tracts in the nation where you may have an increased risk of cancer for ethylene oxide. Uh, Chronic breathing in of ethylene oxide may cause cancer. And again, there are a lot of maze here. So the EPA went around looking for the census tracts that may um need extra monitoring because they may um be in areas where ethylene oxide is causing people cancer they identified a hundred around the nation a hundred uh census tracts around the nation where there could be an issue 109 precisely now here is the problem uh, some of those census tracts are in Georgia, in Cobb County, and in the Covington area, and actually along the Cobb-Fulton line, and then in the Covington area. What the EPA is saying is, in fact, let me let me read you, um, this is a quote from the EPA director for the Southeast. It doesn't tell you, in these 109 census tracts, it doesn't tell you that there is a problem only that there might be one and you need to look at it more closely. And that's what the Georgia EPD is doing. It's a tight wire that you walk. Do you tell people and cause alarm with a screening level analysis? Or do you go and get harder facts on the ground that lets you determine if there's really a problem? And then you tell people. The EPA decided not to tell anyone because they didn't really have any data. They just had reclassified ethylene oxide as cancer-causing. Then they identified two years later 109 census tracts around the nation. And after that, 
you um you, you had this situation where it was exposed by reporters that there are census tracts in Cobb and Fulton County and over in the Covington area where people may be getting cancer from ethylene oxide. There is no data to suggest it's actually happening. That is why the EPA and the EPD did not come forward. What they wanted to do is they wanted to test, they wanted to search, they wanted to see. Now, this is actually a bigger deal than Cobb and Fulton and Covington. Because, as the EPA points out, a lot of hospitals use ethylene oxide to do sterilization. A great many of them do, and a lot of dentists' offices use ethylene oxide. So it's more pervasive than people think, but a lot of local hospitals are so small, they don't have any reporting requirements on them. So around the state, you may have hospitals using ethylene oxide for sterilization purposes. It is highly effective, very easy for them to use. It is also somewhat easy to be cleaned up, and and the company in Cobb County is taking quick steps over the next, it takes a couple months to get the uh, equipment installed, sterogenics, they're taking steps to make sure they don't have any further leaks. Now, here's the interesting thing. According to the Environmental Protection Division in Georgia, uh, the residential, they've examined it. The residential neighborhoods in the area are under no threat. Uh, let's say this again. According to the Environmental Protection Division, in concurrence with the EPA, the residential areas around where the sterogenics facility is are in no risk. That's very important to reiterate because people are scared. According to the government right now, there's no risk. The risk comes for business owners next to the facility. They have a somewhat elevated risk. Nothing that's acute. If you go to this business and you breathe the air, you're not going to get cancer. There's an elevated risk regard to chronic long-term risk. So if you're there every day for a series of years, you may have some problems. But according to the EPA, some additional equipment is going to be put into the sterogenics facility in the next few months. And that'll make everybody happy. That'll take care of the problem. There's been a great freak out over this, understandably so. The EPA and the EPD are finally acknowledging they handled this this badly. In fact, they didn't even tell the governors. And I say that plural intentionally because neither Governor Deal was told in 2018 nor Governor Kemp after he became governor. Uh, Everybody was kept in the dark. Now, there are some political implications for the uh, situation with sterogenics in Cobb County. Uh, in particular, uh, Eric Allen and Jen Jordan, two Democrats in the state legislature, are calling on Governor Kip to shut down sterogenics. Remember, Cobb County, it's very much in play. It is a swing county. And uh, the Democrats are seizing on this as an issue, turning it into a political issue, blaming the governor for keeping everything quiet. The governor himself did not know. The EPD, the EPA, they're admitting they didn't tell Deal, they didn't tell Kemp. They didn't think it was significant because they still wanted to get more research before they told anyone. They didn't have the research where they thought they needed to, to tell anyone. Uh, so the governor didn't know. The governor's found out he's ordered that steps be taken immediately, both in Covington and in Cobb County, to eliminate the ethylene oxide situation. But 
the Democrats are saying the governor has the power to shut these businesses down. And there's actually a dispute in the law whether or not the governor does. And kudos to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for pointing that out. It's not as easy as the Democrats are making it sound. The governor does not have cut-and-dry power to shut these companies down. Uh, what we do know for certain, though, is that Sterigenics in Cobb County and uh, the other one, uh, BD, what's-its-name, <laughs> in, um, in Covington, are taking affirmative steps to fix the situation. B.D. Bard in Covington. That's what we know so far. So I let me just say this again. I get the alarm. To some degree, I wonder how much it was irresponsible journalism, though. Now, journalists will take strenuous issue with this. The public has a right to know, they say. But... We're seeing people fly into a panic over the possibility of getting cancer. And what do we know from the EPA? We know the EPA in 2016 determined that ethylene oxides causes cancer. We know from the EPA that in 2018, they set about determining census tracts in the country that need to be watched. They came up with 109, some of them in Georgia. We know from the EPA that they told the EPD at that point, and we know from the EPD that they've been monitoring the situation, and we know from the EPD and now also from the EPA that none of the residential areas near Sterigenics or BD Bard are affected. We know from the EPA and the EPD that there may be some chronic long-term exposure risks for some businesses located very near those areas. By the way, this is why we have zoning laws. This is why you don't put residential houses in commercial and in manufacturing areas and in factory areas and facilities like this in industrial development parks. That's why you don't have houses in those areas. We keep the businesses separated from the residential areas. And zoning helped. Zoning worked. And the EPA and the EPD say there is not a risk in these areas for the residential, uh, for the residents, for the immediate surrounding businesses, possibly a long-term risk. So there was no reason to freak out. I understand why people would freak out. I totally do. If you're in an area and reporters start telling you that the EPA has your census tract listed as a high-risk area for cancer because of a factory, you're going to freak out for yourself, for your spouse, for your kids. You are. I would. I totally get that. I do. I don't want to minimize people freaking out about this, getting upset about this, being worried about this. I don't. But what does frustrate me a little bit is that we had this media spectacle and political spectacle and blame game starting. And if you listen to the EPA and the EPD, they say, yeah, okay, we should have told people more up front. But the reason we didn't is we didn't have the data. We were examining and trying to get the data. And we didn't get the data. And we wanted to get the data before we told anybody anything. That's why we didn't say anything. We needed to get the data. They didn't have the data. Well, some enterprising reporters found out, smelled a cover-up of some kind, and rushed out there to tell everybody and set off mass panic. And I understand the mass panic. What I don't understand is the irresponsibility of, hey, let's go make a name for ourselves by outing this stuff when it seems very clear that the EPA, by the way, it was the Obama-era EPA. Do you really think the Obama-era EPA would cover up a big business giving people cancer? Do you really believe that? No, of course they wouldn't. They would tell people. 
And the reason they didn't is because they were trying to get the data. And, you know, and now the Democrats seizing on it, trying to blame the governor. The governor didn't know himself, but the governor's gotten on it and ordered them to make changes. And they are. Case closed, you would think, hopefully. But I'm sure the media will blow this up further for ratings and selling papers and, and getting people all worried to make a name for themselves and possibly get a Pulitzer. I have terrible, terrible, terrible news. At least The Economist magazine says it's terrible news. More poor people are living longer, healthier lives because they're eating more meat. You know, you think meat's bad for you? No. Poor people who don't have access to a lot of high-quality protein, well, now they do. They're eating more meat around the world. That means they're living longer, healthier lives. Why is that terrible, terrible news? Well, my friends, according to The Economist, it means that they're going to stay longer and pollute the environment more. I wish I would be making that up, but I'm not making that up. Yep, not making it up at all. It is The Economist saying this. Let me read you the tweet. More poor people are eating meat around the world. That means they will live longer, healthier lives, but it's bad news for the environment. It is a religion with these people, is it not? And the only way for the saved to actually be saved is to get rid of all the people who pollute. My goodness gracious. Oh, we got to get back into the 1619 Project when we come back. It is 39 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson, and the phone number here is 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I yeah, okay, we, we need to get into the 1619, the president's statements, the economy, but can we talk about CBD for a minute? We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. I just the only reason I ask is I stopped at a, a Flash Foods earlier to get gas and they're selling CBD oil in the gas station and I just I see it everywhere now it's like a you know for a while down in Macon uh, you realize that there were Asian themed massage parlors all over the place in fact I, I I never really thought much of them until I, I it dawned on me one night I had to go downtown to be on TV. And I never, ever, ever seen any of these places. The, the, uh, the light was on saying they were open and you never saw anybody there. And then driving downtown one night to be on TV after 10 o'clock at night. I mean, there were, I mean, the places were busy. I was like, why is a massage parlor open? Do it open like in the middle of the night at 10 o'clock? Oh, and then started doing research and met a lady up in Gwinnett County who started explaining to me how human trafficking works. Like, oh, now the only reason I say that, and I'm not trying to, to weave human trafficking and stuff in, into a dissertation on CBD. It's just, I never really noticed. And now suddenly there's just an explosion of CBD places. And, and now that I've, I've seen it and, and put it together, suddenly I'm realizing they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And so, so for those of you who don't know, you're starting to see these things crop up. I, I assume most people uh, my age and younger probably have some general awareness of it. it. It's a component of medical marijuana. It comes from the hemp plant uh, more often than not than the marijuana plant. Uh, the hemp, uh, hemp and marijuana at basic look the same. 
uh, at first glance. Now, the, the reality is more complicated than that when it comes to the the, the buds on a marijuana plant that are typically smoked to get high uh, with THC, you not necessarily the case. And, and let's just say no one is walking around downtown Atlanta right now with a little Ziploc bag with, with hemp in it. Uh, they're just not. Um, but so CBD comes typically from hemp. The governor signed legislation that makes hemp legal uh, to farm in Georgia. It's being viewed as a crop. In fact, let me just read this email to you. I, I got an email, uh, a company called Georgia Extracts, uh, X-Tracks. Uh, there's no E-X. It's just X-T-R-A-C-T-S. It's an industrial hemp manufacturer based in Georgia. This is a person who wanted to reach out for PR. The founders of Georgia Extracts are notable for their role in writing the Georgia Hemp Farming Act, which Governor Kemp signed into law this past May. The law removes the legal barriers that have prevented farmers in the state from growing hemp. The plant's fast-growing speed offers a promising path to recovery after Hurricane Michael wiped out the farms in Georgia and throughout the southeast last year. So, you know, Texas has been considering now legalizing hemp, and they're running into issues, and they're pointing to Georgia saying, don't do it. And the reason is because You've now got local police who are saying, you know, essentially legalizing the growing of hemp has legalized recreational marijuana in the state. Uh, reason being is because they don't have a test to determine the THC level. Uh, all hemp and marijuana have THC in them. But hemp has a very reduced like point, uh, three tenths of a percent. Uh, marijuana, where you have to smoke uh, marijuana with the THC in it of a high percentage, that's where you get the high. Hemp, you can't you can't smoke hemp and get high. Basically, uh, might as well smoke oregano. Um, but it, it just it it's it, the whole thing is is weird that all of a sudden it's CBD places have sprung up everywhere. And does it actually do any good? Well, let, let me just read to you from uh, Harvard. CBD has been touted for a wide variety of health issues, but the strongest scientific evidence for its effectiveness in treating some of the cruelest childhood epilepsy syndromes, such as Dravet syndrome and Lennox-Gestalt syndrome, which typically don't respond to any seizure medications. In numerous studies, CBD was able to reduce the number of seizures, and in some cases it was able to stop them altogether. Videos of the effects of CBD on these children and their seizures are readily available on the internet for viewing, and they are quite striking. Recently, the FDA approved the first ever cannabis-derived medicine for these conditions, Epidiolex, which contains CBD. CBD is commonly used to address anxiety, and for patients who suffer through the misery of insomnia, studies suggest that CBD may help with both falling asleep and staying asleep. CBD may offer an option for treating different types of chronic pain. A study from the European Journal of Pain showed, using an animal model, CBD applied on the skin could help lower pain and inflammation due to arthritis. Another study demonstrated the mechanism by which CBD inhibits inflammatory and neuropathic pain, two of the most difficult types of chronic pain to treat. More study in humans is needed. And in fact, when you... Uh, talk to doctors uh, who know about this and research it. They say there still needs to be more studies. Uh, how much of it is a psychosomatic effect? How much of it is real? But, 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 there's something else happening here. You know, one of the things that the FDA is cautioning about, and I'm just I'm amazed by how these things have sprung up, is that this is a largely unregulated market. And uh, there have been a lot of crazy claims, and, and some friends of mine who are, 
scientists who actually are studying CBD and also THC. Dare I listen? You you can't. You got to promise you. You can't call me angry when I say what I'm about to say. Do not call me angrily for what I'm about to say. Don't send me hate mail for what I'm about to say. I'm getting this from scientists who study THC and cannabis oil. So so it's not me. It's them. They say it's like essential oils that, yeah, okay, maybe it kind of does good for some people and maybe there are some ways to do it. But for a lot of people, they're just making other people really rich on psychosomatics. Um, but they're studying it. Don't don't send me hate mail. Listen, the, the, the cult of essential oils right now is just, it is striking. I know people who are convinced it cures cancer and they've tried to sell my wife on it being a cancer cure. Uh, no, um, no. I, I think she'll keep on the medicine she's keeping on for now. I, but yeah, you can't call me about it. I don't want to talk about essential oils. I'm just stunned by how quickly... Uh, CBD has sprung up everywhere. I can get it at my local gas station now. And I got to tell you, I'm not reassured about the the uh, effectiveness, efficacy, and everything else of CBD when I can get it in the local gas station to cure what ails me. Wouldn't it be nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms that didn't choose a side politically? Keep dreaming. In 2016, there were tech elite out there bragging about donating millions of dollars to Hillary. You got big tech companies that push political agendas that restrict free speech rights of conservatives. At the very same time, they're the corporations we're trusting to handle our personal data online. I don't really know that you want to give them your web history, your email metadata, or your video searches. That's why you may want to consider ExpressVPN every time you go online. Big tech companies can match your internet activity to your identity or location using your public IP address, even if you're not worried about your privacy, just the serving of ads to you. Well, when you use ExpressVPN, the tech companies can't see your IP address, so your identity is masked. It's made anonymous by secure VPN servers. Plus, ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and internet bad guys. Well, it's not complicated, even though you may think it is. ExpressVPN software takes just a minute to set up on your computer or phone. You tap one button and you're protected. So, if you believe internet data belongs to you and not to big internet companies, use ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's expressvpn.com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It is Eric Erickson here, and I want to talk to Blair and Roswell. Blair, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Great. So, all right, you you know something about all this stuff. Yes, I do. That's right. Go for it. Well, CBD has been uh, investigated for a little bit of a while, along with THC, but there are, there are companies out there that are just manufacturing crap and mm-hmm. putting that in there. Yeah, can I, can I say that? yeah, you you can. That that's about as far as you can go there. Um, I, I'm assuming that at some point the FDA is going to get involved and start setting some real regulatory standards. They've already been sending out warning letters to uh, companies out there that have been doing this, putting synthetic cannabinoids in there. Wow. Well, yep. interesting. No, look, I, I appreciate it very much. That that's very useful. Um, I yell. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned at the at the uh, gas station CBD, and and you know there, there's now the situation where um, kids are vaping uh, either tobacco products or marijuana products, 
and they're getting all sorts of serious lung damage, and it appears... All right, I, I, listen, this is not my area of expertise. Um, but, okay, first of all, I, I do think that uh, the Babylon Bee said it best that there's an FDA warning that on vaping that it makes you look like a total tool bag if you're if you're vaping and i think that's probably one of the most accurate reports ever from i mean the whole thing you're walking down the street and you see somebody with this giant cloud of steam coming out it looks like a a a cartoon nut but nonetheless um so people are doing it and they're they're using impure stuff and a lot of it is is stuff bought on the black market and in being bought on the black market, it's not regulated. It may not be good stuff. It may be recycled stuff. It may have contaminants in it. And kids are getting it in their lungs. And then you just got this, this I don't know, this, this gas station CBD movement. That, that troubles me greatly. Um, I, I, I got a couple other people who want to talk about this and I've got less than a minute. So I actually do want to talk cause I'm just, I was really struck. If you're just tuning in, why are we talking about cannabis oil? Because I went to the gas station to get gas and they're selling it at the gas station. And there, there's just something about that that doesn't seem right to me. Uh, we also do need to talk about the economy and we need to do some history lessons. We need to go back to the year 2000 when George W. Bush and Dick Cheney were running and saying the economy is in a slowdown. And what happened when George W. Bush and Dick Cheney said that they were right, by the way, the economy was slowing down. Um, We need to discuss that, but we'll come back and finish out the CBD discussion with the callers. Welcome, it is Eric Erickson here, Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number, if you want to be a part of the program, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. President Trump says, I am the chosen one to take on China. Uh, comes after a, a series of tweets about um, the king of the Jews and what we'll, 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 we'll get there. At some point, we will get there. But before we get to any of that, we need to get to uh, these phone calls. If you're just tuning in, in the last hour, I was talking about uh, CBD oil and how you can get it now even at the local gas station up the street from me, uh, which is concerning to say the least as to its quality. Now, we're taking these calls and, and, and we're not taking any more calls on this, Just just so you know. Um, I got to move on. There's other stuff, but uh, these guys have waited patiently. Really want to talk to them as well. Matt in Atlanta, you're going to be next. Welcome. Thanks for being patient. Thank you very much for taking my call, Eric. Sure. I wanted to make three quick points with regard to uh, the discussion about CBD oil. The first is that uh, marijuana and hemp are actually the same plant. The difference between them is if you allow a hemp plant to uh, pollinate, it becomes a marijuana plant that undergoes biological and chemical changes that begin to produce THC. Now, I'm not raising that just to correct you, but because it is germane to the conversation. Yeah, I, I actually had no idea. Yeah. 
one other difference between hemp and marijuana plants is that marijuana plants typically produce cannabidiol, CBD, in much greater quantities and concentrations than hemp plants are able to produce. Mm -hmm. So one primary difference between hemp-derived CBD oil and marijuana-derived CBD oil is that the cannabidiol count or concentration can be much, much higher. That leads me to my second point. You were correct in mentioning earlier that there are no studies that really get into the potential therapeutic benefits of marijuana-based medications, including marijuana-derived CBD oil in the United States. That's because marijuana is a Schedule One substance, and right. so it's actually illegal to research. However, that's not the case elsewhere in the world, and there is an already significant and growing body of research in Europe, for example, some of it academic, some of it commercial, some of it sponsored by pharmaceutical companies, some of it not, uh, that do make a very compelling case that there is a therapeutic benefit to CBD, especially in the concentrations that one can only achieve from marijuana-derived CBD products. Oh, interesting. In fact... Uh, and in fact, it's also worth mentioning that there are studies that also discuss out of Europe that discuss the therapeutic benefit of THC as a medicinal product. And what's more, there are a number of applications in the, into the FDA right now, some of which I understand have, have obtained provisional approval, to import uh, marijuana-derived THC-containing medications for sale in the United States. You know, as a so matter of fact, I, 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 well, overseas. yeah. Let, let me let me stop you there and, and just say there was a, actually an article I was reading about the the explosion of CBD in Georgia and, and why it's everywhere and how unregulated it is. And that was one of the things they were saying that there's actually hope on the horizon because the FDA is starting to do this uh, with imported medication from abroad, and that perversely they're not actually letting people develop those medications here. Precisely. And then that leads me to my third point. Um, CBD is a thing, and uh, some of that is because there are studies and, and just personal experiences out there that suggest that there is therapeutic benefit to uh, CBD and CBD uh, oil-containing products. Um, but it's not just in your local gas station. Uh, in fact, if you walk into a, a branded drugstore mm-hmm. or into a branded supermarket, you're likely to find CBD products there as well. However, to your earlier point, they are unregulated. Uh, they are essentially nutraceuticals, uh, mm-hmm. which is an entire category of unregulated or only lightly regulated products. And so, unfortunately, it falls to the consumer right now to do their research, do their homework, to determine both whether a given nutraceutical, a CBD oil, for the right. sake of argument, is safe, and whether or not it's going to offer any actual therapeutic benefit. All right, Matt, I got to leave it there, but I thank you very much for that. That's very helpful. Uh, man, that guy's got a voice for radio. <laughs> now, different caller, Ed in Atlanta. Going to be the last caller on this one, Ed. Welcome. Thank you, Eric. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm in a little bit of a pickle right now. We, the, the last gentleman that called definitely had some great things to say. I've, I've also done some research and after the Farm uh, Bill of 2018 passed, which made CBD legal in all 50 states, it was a, a federal bill, <clears throat> I started taking CBD oil for an autoimmune disorder that I have, and it, it helped significantly with the pain. Um, during this time, I've also been uh, an administrator in a school setting. Um, in March, I broke up a fight and was injured. As a result, went to uh, Workman's Comp. Uh, they did a, a urine test which came back positive for marijuana, and I have never done marijuana in my life. Mm -hmm. So after doing a little bit more research, after the fact, uh, CBD oil can contain up to 0.3% THC. Mm -hmm. 
and it depends on how the individual metabolizes the THC as to whether or not it's going to test positive. Uh, as a result of my autoimmune disorder, uh, there was also some liver damage, which causes me to metabolize things more slowly. And as a result, I, I tested positive for marijuana is what they're calling it. I've been involved for the last five months um, with that particular school system. I've had four hearings so far, and I'll have a fifth, uh, which I ex expect to be exonerated from all of this. But the, the attempt was made uh, to dismiss me from a system that I've been a part of for almost 40 years. Good grief. Wow. Yeah, you know, so it, the, it, go ahead. The caution that I would have there is that people do their research. Uh, you know, even if you've listened to the news lately, Gwinnett County has stopped uh, pro uh, processing right. marijuana cases because they don't have a, a test that can tell the difference mm -hmm. between hemp products and marijuana products. And, and so as a result of that and, and, and many other things that have gone on, I do believe that, you know, this is going to this will go away for me. But it's been a process through which I've not been paid. I've been on leave without pay for five months and. At the best, I'll go back to work in November, Goodness. and that, that would be seven months. So people need to look at this very mm -hmm. carefully before they take it. It was suggested to me by a chiropractor who, in whom I have great confidence, and uh, as a result, I've taken it. I continue to take it because it helps my pain. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, Ed, I'm, I'm sorry you're going through that, and thanks very much for sharing that. And yeah, that, that is an issue, the, the, the tests that are used. And you, this does get to the larger issue we're here now. I think I think DeKalb, uh, definitely Gwinnett, Paulding County. I think I read Cobb, uh, Athens, Clark County, Richmond County over in Augusta. Prosecutors are saying, you know what, we can't prosecute um, possession of marijuana cases because people can say it's hemp and we don't have a test to determine the potency. And essentially what the legislature did in legalizing the growing of hemp is they legalized recreational marijuana, whether they intended to or not. And I don't think they intended to do that, uh, just judging by the votes of the legislature. But the practical effect now is that it's not just uh, Ted Terry's Clarkson where you can avoid getting arrested for marijuana. It's, it's a lot of other places now because they haven't yet gotten an effective test to determine potency between to tell the difference between hemp and marijuana. This is going to be an issue that continues to develop in the state. Wouldn't it be nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms that didn't choose a side politically? Keep dreaming. In 2016, there were tech elite out there bragging about donating millions of dollars to Hillary. You got big tech companies that push political agendas that restrict free speech rights of conservatives. At the very same time, they're the corporations we're trusting to handle our personal data online. I don't really know that you want to give them your web history, your email metadata, or your video searches. That's why you may want to consider ExpressVPN every time you go online. Big tech companies can match your internet activity to your identity or location using your public IP address, even if you're not worried about your privacy, just the serving of ads to you. Well, when you use ExpressVPN, the tech companies can't see your IP address, so your identity is masked. It's made anonymous by secure VPN servers. Plus, ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and internet bad guys. Well, it's not complicated, even though you may think it is. ExpressVPN software takes just a minute to set up on your computer or phone. You tap one button and you're protected. So, if you believe internet data belongs to you and not to big internet companies, use ExpressVPN. 
Protect your online privacy today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's expressvpn.com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. Let's have a history lesson just just for a moment. Uh, I'll make it short for you. In the year 2000, uh, George W. Bush ran against Al Gore. And George Bush picked um, Dick Cheney to be his vice presidential running mate. And in October of 2000, uh, awarding signs were already appearing on the horizon that the economy was slowing down. And, and Dick Cheney made the case at the vice presidential debate against Joe Lieberman that the economy was headed into an economic slowdown and the Clinton administration was not doing what they needed to do to get the economy from going into recession because they were too scared to admit the, that we were headed into recession. And the Democratic response was swift and forceful and joined by a handful of members of the media that Dick Cheney, how dare he, he was talking down the economy and he was willing the country into a recession. Shame on him. George W. Bush came to Dick Cheney's defense and tried to make the economic case, including uh, trotting out uh, then Indiana governor, or no, no, he was before he was Indiana governor, Mitch Daniels, um, who I think became head of office of management and budget for a while before becoming governor of Indiana, and said, no, actually, that the economic data is out there. We've had an inverted yield curve. Um, several months prior or about 12 months prior, that typically is a sign. It definitely looks like uh, we are headed into recession. We've had now a quarter of economic growth that was uh, in decline and there's a recession and they were pilloried in the press for talking down the economy. Bill Clinton uh, did his little quivering lips, shaking his fingers, shame on them, talking down the American economy, um, trying to wreck it for Al Gore. It turns out we actually were headed into a recession. The recession hit at the beginning of 2001, and they had to change some of the tax law to incentivize economic spending by businesses to try to spur economic growth again, and it worked, thankfully. Uh, one of the things being a payroll tax cut to help the middle class. Well, guess what? Uh, the economy is slowing down now, and Republicans are the ones telling everyone Democrats are talking down the economy. Shoes on the other foot. Same thing's happening. Hang on, this is actually kind of important. Um, uh, this came up last week. Who did it come up with? I am trying to... Oh, yes! Oh, I can't tell you. Oh, no. Um, no, I'm not allowed to tell you that. Um, but I can tell you this. Um, so Nikki Haley made a tweet a little while ago uh, where she said... Uh, enough of the false rumors. Vice President Pence has been a dear friend for many years. He has been a loyal and trustworthy VP to the president. He has my complete support. Um, what this is about, I was asked. I, it was after the gathering. It would have been would have been the week before the gathering of the new show. And it was by a, a very prominent elected official who reached out to me and asked, um, have you heard that the president is considering ditching the vice president for Nikki Haley? 
And this had been a rumor a while back, and I dismissed it out of hand and said no. And then another very prominent elected official reached out to me and said, and this is what I can't, I can't tell you who. At first I thought, oh yeah, I can tell you who. It, it, it wasn't anybody. But no, 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 these were prominent ones. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't mean to be vague, but I don't want to get them in trouble. Um, and, and, and then a, another one reached out and said the same thing that they and this second one said they were hearing from people in the White House. So Nikki Haley today pushed this out. Enough of the false rumors. Vice President Pence has been a dear friend of mine uh, for years. He's been a loyal and trustworthy VP to the president. He has my complete support. And so there were some people spinning that she was angling for the vice presidential slot. And there were other people saying, in effect, that um, that sh- the the president was looking at tossing Mike Pence in favor of Nikki Haley, and she's come out forcefully today. She put that up, and people are like, "What? Huh? What? Who's who? Who's, who's talking about this?" And I mean, she just went straight out there after it, and good for her because a lot of people have been buzzing about this behind the scenes, and she's just, I mean, shutting it down on Twitter. And what's so funny about it is a bunch of reporters are coming out saying, much like I'm doing to you now, oh yeah, behind the scenes at the White House, this has been a source of gossip, but nobody wants to go on the record and talk about it. And nobody wants to go on the record and talk about it, uh, uh, but that's where it stands. Uh, Nikki Haley will not be in for Vice, Pre- Vice President Pence. Vice President Pence is not going to be dropped from the ticket. Um, and that rumor has been circulated, and she just went on and dragged it out there. Good for her. Now, the other thing, I want to get back to the economy, and, you know, let's just... Let me say this real quick about the president's loyalty stuff. He's not running against Hillary Clinton in in 2020. He needs to be more disciplined. He does. He had a latitude because so many people hated Hillary Clinton more than him. Uh, People do not hate Joe Biden the way they hated Hillary Clinton. And there are a lot of people in the suburbs who are willing to go for Joe Biden because they think the economy is slowing down. They think the president is unstable. And they like Joe Biden because they liked Barack Obama. He's not running against her. He needs to be more disciplined. And going out accusing Jewish voters who vote Democrat of of being disloyal to Israel when they're American citizens is nuts. It is as nuts as Ilhan Omar accusing uh, Jewish Americans of having dual loyalty to Israel. It is essentially the president saying you need dual loyalty to Israel. It was a dumb, boneheaded thing for him to say, and yet again, it gave the media the opportunity to blow up a scandal when there wasn't anything. They should still be talking about the invasion of Greenland, which we should still do, and now we're not. And then the idea that he's going to cancel a trip to meet with the Danish prime minister because she said Greenland wasn't for sale when Greenland wasn't even on the agenda for the meeting is just downright bizarre. Can we all acknowledge it's weird behavior? It is. Um, He just needs to understand he's got to be more disciplined. He's got time to fix these things. But if the economy slows down, he's got to be on his A game. And random nonsensical tweets and and, uh, quoting Wayne Allen Root about being the king of the Jews is just bizarre stuff. And then saying he's the chosen one. He needs to understand, yes, his base doesn't care what the media says. His base will defend him. Should he gun someone down on Fifth Avenue, he's right. The base is going to defend him. But he's got to have more than the base in 2020 because he's not running against Hillary Clinton. He needs to be on his A game. This stuff just isn't helpful for the president. He needs to do better. 
And can both sides just cut out the loyalty garbage? The whole thing that somebody's disloyal to the country because they back the other political party is not an American concept. Uh, Eamon Javers is the Washington correspondent for CNBC covering the White House, uh, says a senior administration official just gave me this reaction to Nikki Haley's tweet. The only person talking about Nikki Haley's vice president is Nikki Haley. That's not true. That's not true. I, I was reminded during break, a, a cabinet official also asked me if I heard anything after the vice president was at the resurgent gathering. Uh, there was a, there had been a lot of buzz, and I was hearing this stuff, and they were hearing this stuff, and, and all from people in the White House. So, um, yeah, it's not Nikki Haley talking about this. Hey, listen, here's what it is. It's idle gossip from staffers, uh, and what it really has to do with is they're concerned about the president's reelection chances, and they're wondering if, if they can't get rid of the president off the top of the ticket, can they get rid of the vice president and shake it up with someone else? And they absolutely can't do that. Mike Pence uh, is, is just too awesome a guy, and the conservative base loves him. I adore the guy. Uh, Nikki Haley certainly excites some people, and the president knows he's got a problem with female voters. He's mentioned this in the past himself. Uh, not in, 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 It was idle speculation from the president, kind of like buying Greenland wasn't really substantive. Uh, th- this, should, should we consider some shakeups? What about Nikki Haley was also uh, one of those things from what I'm told by people. It, no one really took it seriously at the time, but it leaked out by people in the White House who really don't have the president's back and circulated. But, and, and this has now taken on a life of its own. So good for Nikki Haley for coming out and, and completely dismissing it. Uh, don't say that it's only coming from her because it's coming from people inside the White House. And I've had some really prominent people reach out to me because they've heard it as gossip and wanting to know what's going on. Well, nothing's going on. That's the answer. Nothing's going on.